Adapted for radio and produced by Michael McCabe. The Death Dust. Supernova was designed to send three men to the moon and back. I couldn't have asked for a better crew. Charles Ferris, a, a thin-faced, solemn little guy with a dry sense of humor, was what the USAF called a quiet tiger. When the heat was on, he just wouldn't quit. Major Rivero was a jet bombardment expert. He flew fighters in Korea. Altitude 900 miles, speed 35,000 feet per second, cabin pressure normal. Everything's in the green, Skipper. My mouth is too dry to spit. 
Doc Curtis was the coolest, but he could afford to be. The only person who'd miss him, if our bird wandered out towards the sun, was a certain brunette who owned a smelly Great Dane and drove a sports car a hundred miles an hour. Well, she'd green for Paris for exactly one week, I decided. Major Rivera would marry her. I mean, well, there was Hank. Hank's my boy. He's 11. Since his mother died, we've been living out of the same barracks bag, and we, we kind of like one another. Brother, what's that? Africa? That's Africa. Sahara. Looks like a, like a rug. This is, this is a sight that should be reserved for God. I hope Dr. Werner von Braun is right. Right about what? He wrote a science fiction story about the moon. Said there was no dust, not a speck. People ran around with wheelbarrows gathering rocks. It, it was a ball. In two and three-tenth days, we'll know if the good doctor's right. 500,000 miles. A round trip. Oh, I wish they could see me now back on the farm. ahead of us, across 240,000 miles of emptiness, hung our destination, incredibly clean and white, like a globe of glowing ice. A day passed. A day and a half. Napkin coal in deep, deep space. Time for food. Chip, food is no treat. Not anymore. When you're weightless to squeeze the stuff down your throat out of plastic tubes, it's like eating toothpaste. second and burnout velocity back near the earth to make a disastrous difference in our chances of landing. Degree or two of error and path angle could throw us off the target by thousands of miles. Yeah, but we have faith, Major. Faith. And little old infrared homing device. A magnet. I called Earth. <laughs> Don't that sound grand? The guy Major, called Earth. just fine. Right on the button. No sweat. Oh, tell him thanks, Doc. If I'd been sitting in some air-conditioned radar room on the planet Earth, I know I wouldn't have been sweating either. We have to transfer from Earth gravity to moon gravity, Sue. We have to watch for it, Is that what they said? Yeah, that's what they said. What thing we're doing, playing blackjack? Watch for it. <laughs> we watched the moon for a long while in silence. It was half full. The sunlight coming in from the side made furry-looking shadows in the craters. Even the dark side glowed with reflected earthshine. The place looked very beat up, as if a beaded giant had worked on it with a sledgehammer. Not long. Not long now. He's too late. Ah, Jim Hawkins. Ah, me heart is... 
There's Worm in the ship's biscuits. Ha-ha! Tell him to get lost. I'll put Worm in his biscuit. Give us your data, Doc. our guidance rocket. We made it, you guys. Our homer just locked onto the moon. We haven't got it made. We have a chance to make it. There's a difference. The moon. Men through all ages have looked at the moon. Marvel at the cold, virginal beauty of the moon. Wondered what was on the moon. In the moon. And we were coming down on the moon. Down in one corner of a flat area, which the astronomers call a Mari Imbrium. It looked like a mudflat after a bunch of kids has tossed a load of junk into it. There were streams of tiny holes, such as water droplets would make. There were cozy cups like the imprints of pebbles. And there were wide, pie crust craters. The whole area was baked hard and white. Let's get into our helmets. I don't look for any emergency on the landing, but we have to be ready in case. I turned the X-15F around, using the hydrogen peroxide jets on the nose and wings. And we began to drop towards the moon, tail first. Stand landing gear. Gear coming out, sir. Down a lot. Stand by for emergency lift after we strike a hold on tilt. We approached the surface. The white floor began to stir nervously, as if it were alive. It boiled and churned, and, and then we landed. ladies who've used biotech and they're enthusing about this new product. They've endorsed it and I've given you their names and you'll hear these endorsements on the air from time to time plus many others. 
My own endorsement is that with biotech's ladies, the stubbornness stains will really disappear. They just vanish, and merely by soaking. You can use Biotex for whites and for colors, too, for all your textiles and, of course, for synthetics. And Biotex has no bleach. I say it frequently. Let soaking do your washing. And the big thing about Biotex is that it works in a biological way by using the natural enzymes. By this I mean Biotex is completely different. It is something you have never had available before. Now, its name is B-I-O-T-E-X. And no matter where you live in this country, you can buy Biotex for yourself and for your family. programmed to spend exactly 14 hours on the moon. And every minute of that time was covered in our checklist. We'd flipped coins back on Earth to see who was going to be first man to stand on the surface. I'd won. I'd go down the ladder first, followed by Doc Ferris. Major Rivera would stay inside the ship and monitor the temperatures and pressures on his instruments. Okay, Doc Ferris. Come on down. Coast is clear. Clear? You call this clear? Of course it's clear. There's no dust out there. It's your imagination. Dust? There was a fog of dust. Blinding. Fine as talcum powder. And since there was no atmosphere, and very little gravity as compared to Earth, it nearly hung there, glowing opaque in the brilliant sunshine. I didn't know then about that dust. I just felt excited. And wonderful. Hey, you guys. Seen any little polka dotted man yet? All right. You watch the gauges. We'll take care of the sightseeing. Your turn's coming. Any green cheese lying around? All right, all right. Quiet. So quiet. No way to transmit sound. It's afternoon at the Yankee Stadium. What are Mickey Mantle's doing at that? The peaks that rose into the black velvet sky were like molten bronze in a level sunlight. The stars are like tiny clusters of diamonds. Mantle should hit one out here. He'll probably drive it in a lunar orbit. Inside and stay inside. Is that clear, Major? Yes, sir. 
took our samples. In the Sunday, the thermometer registered 110 Fahrenheit. We were near the twilight zone, near that dark half of the moon. The shadows behind rocks were inky black and very cold. Almost 200 degrees below zero. Ferris took the movie of me banging the pole holding the American flag through the lunar crust. Too bad Columbus never had a movie camera. Ben, we have to hurry before the sun goes dark. Oh, I keep forgetting the lunar day is 14 Earth days long. dug through the cushion of white dust and brought up some rock samples which looked like limestone. We stowed them away in our backpacks. We unstoppered our gas collector jars and left them open. It was soon after we'd done this, we heard Dick Rivero's voice. Skipper, this is Rivero. Do you read me? We read you. Go ahead. Uh, you guys about through out there? Pretty near. Why? Well, hurry it up, will you? I don't feel so good. What's wrong? Well, I took off my helmet and gloves. Felt stuffy. I couldn't see the breeze right. Now, well, I feel I might be going to throw up. There's a queer rash come on my hands. Hold it, Dick. We're coming in. I didn't even wait to fool with the gas collecting jars. We both ran. I realized just how close to panic point we all were. We were living on the razor edge of death and had been ever since we lifted off the launching pad of Cape Kennedy. One slip, one miscalculation, that's all it took on a space mission. In 15 minutes, we were back inside the ship. When I saw Dick Rivero sprawled on his counter seat with his helmet up, I knew it was very bad. His face was bright red as if he'd spent the whole day in the broiling sun. Eyes hollow. They burned feverishly. I was helmeted, so I couldn't hear his voice, but I saw his lips, and they were saying, Dust. 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 I saw the stuff then. It was all over the cabin. There's somebody had busted open a sack of flour. Ferris pushed past me, lifted Rivera's left hand. I... I had to bite my lip to stop myself from screaming. The hand was horrible to look at. Swollen and blackened like the paw of some animal. Doc, what is it? I don't know. Anaerobic bacteria, possibly. Symptoms are like hemorrhagic fever. I saw it in Korea. Is there an antidote? I got some serum that might help. His hand... In is... Korea, the fever... Broke all the blood vessels under the skin. Can the serum really help? Look at him. There's only one way to find out whether the serum will help. Let's try it. Dust, it's all over the place. Yeah. The place is a bit messy. But we have no choice, have we? Then, he did one of the bravest things I've ever seen a man do. He took out his space gloves and began humming swiftly in his medical locker for his hypodermic. And his serum. Dr. 
I'm inbound now for Earth. I was able to blast off alone. Dick Rivero couldn't help me because he was dead. The serum which relieved hemorrhagic fever in Korea had done him no good at all. Ferris had given his own life for nothing. A few hours after he had left the surface of the moon, Chuck's own hands got pink and then red. Then they blistered and blackened. And we knew, too, that he was going to die. On his helmet radio, he told me about the bacteria or virus or whatever it was that filled the white dust. Must be almost impossible to kill them. Otherwise, you could never survive the heat and the cold of the moon's surface. Attacks human tissue. Frightening speed, they. Perhaps kills animals, too. Plants. Everything. Anything living. Then, if it, if it reaches Earth, if you take it in, you may turn our Earth as white as barren as the moon. Then he pulled his helmet off. I guess he just didn't want to die with his head in a bottle. I saw his face. I had to shut my eyes. I'm the only living person on the X-15 now. I've been in radio contact with Earth for some time. I've explained the danger of the white dust. At first, they suggested burning the ship immediately after landing. But while they talked, I looked out and saw the dust clinging to the X-15F in the vacuum of space. If I used reverse rockets to slow down and enter the Earth's atmosphere at a moderate speed, some of that white death might blow up and sift down on the green continents as I wheeled around in orbit prior to landing. Going fast now. It fills the sky. I have not fired my retro rockets. I have not turned the X 15F around so they could not reduce my speed. I'm coming in nose first, and the Gulf of Mexico is dead ahead. from the retro rocket firing switch. I'm pressing the switch now. I feel my body sag heavily back into the counter chair. The rockets do not act as a brake. They increase my speed rapidly. 26,000 miles an hour. 27,000. 28. 30. 33. It will be quick. A sudden smear of media fire and then nothing. But I've beaten the deadly stuff on the white dust of Luna. None of it. Not one atom will reach the planet Earth. Now, I'm 
Over here. Hank. My son. Brace myself. I lean forward. I do not touch my Before you go, I want to say, ladies, a little bit more about Biotex, the amazing new washing product now on the market. You've heard what people all over the country are saying about Biotex. They're saying it is different to any washing product they've ever used before. With amazing new Biotex, the stubbornest stains will vanish. Yes, vanish. Clean away. Just by soaking your laundry overnight in cold water, or for an hour or two in warm water, or by pre-washing it quickly in your washing machine. So, get amazing new Biotex today. Clean, clean, everything soon will be clean, clean, for all the world to see. Soak, soak, stains away easily when you use new Biotex. You have just been listening to The Death Duff by Frank Harvey, brought to you by Biotex, the new soak and pre-wash powder. The Death Duff was adapted for broadcasting and produced by Michael McCabe. Listen again next Friday night at half past nine to SF 68.